show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday between 2 and 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong, who is wearing a Canadian tuxedo, even though it is uh, feels like 25, 26 degrees outside in Toronto. Bit of a humid day. Um, Alex, how are you feeling, man? I know you're sweating down there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've made a lot of poor decisions in life, and you can add this to the list. You know, we're going to a charity dinner tonight, and as, as you know... Like, I've been dressing very casually to the studio day-to-day. How is this not casual? Shorts and sandals. I, I told Elaine Kwan I was actually going to not wear shorts today. So I put on a pair of jeans, and then I saw this vintage Levi's jean jacket in my closet, and I was like, yeah, let's match. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, no nah, photos. You, you, you look like a, the, the one-off Chinese character on, on Corner Gas. Is, <laughs> no, is there I one? look like... First of all, I've never watched Corner Gas. <laughs> Me neither, man. Shouts to everyone there, but... Sure. I look like Sean Desmond. Like, not, oh, not actually, yeah, sure. but okay. like Sean Desmond used to wear these velour suits in this color. All right, bro. But anyways, welcome to the Raptor show. Any Raptors news? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Okay, next. Absolutely no Raptors news. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we are going to actually take a whole bunch of Twitter questions. Uh, we have, last time I looked at it, 116 replies on the, uh, the, the call out that I put out on Twitter. And I know that uh, you got some on Instagram for some reason as well. Yes. But before we get there, uh, you were at the golf range yesterday. We need the report of how did you do, man? Yeah, my arms are also really sore today, aside from uh, just sweating my entire body. You know, it was my first time hitting a golf ball in three years. You know, I took the five and seven iron there in a Nike duffel bag. And um, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I, I... You look like you were about to go commit a crime. <laughs> not, not, not that you were actually going to go golfing, but continue. Yeah. yeah, so I was there for an hour at, at the docks, you know, at the driving range. And yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I'm going to try to get in two or three more sessions before I play with my dad in, in two weeks. So it's a bit of a ramp up. It's, yeah. it's incredible the, the lengths you'll go to to uh, to please your Asian parents. I don't want to disappoint <laughs> my dad, like I told you. I got the sense that you're not even that in a golf. I, I really, you know, like who whose respect is the most important to you, like in life? Yeah, my parents. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. I only care about the respect of my parents. Yeah. And that's very important to me. Uh, no, I hear you, man. Yeah. No, seriously. I got a blister and everything, you know, but I'm, I'm a pro, you know, I'm here for the full hour. No, I'm not even, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm making jokes now, but I'm not even kidding. Well, my dad invites me to play with his uh, 40 and over league. In, soccer, in, in right? soccer, yeah. yeah. I make sure I get in a, a, at least a, cute, a few sessions. Right. Do a, a few drills, you know. Yeah. Just a little chest control, a little knee control. Exactly. Left foot, right foot. It's just something, you know. Yeah. To you, make sure you, that I'm okay. You always give that extra. Take an extra know, coffee in the morning. Extra yeah. 10%. For, for your parents. Yeah, it's, it's incredible how yeah. much uh, of a grip they have on us. Even though you are you and I, our combined age is... Uh, well, I'm... Th- yeah. Over 60. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. 37 plus 30. Plus 29. Yet, yeah, plus 29, yeah. yeah. Wow, I can't even do math right now. All right. Yeah, we're just gonna, enough of that. Welcome uh, to the Raptor Show. You also went to a comedy show? Yeah, shout out to my guy, Tom Henry. I went to the comedy bar yesterday. They have a Thursday show, I believe. It's called Laugh Sabbath. It's like a regular weekly thing. And it's mm. in, in the small room in the back, I think. Uh, very exclusive, you know, only 20 or 30 people in there in the audience. Oh. So it's kind of okay. like a very personal thing. You know, Tom and then the shouts to a friend of the program, Ennis Esmer, double E, uh, invited me to to come hang out. Um, so I got to I got to see Tom Henry do his, uh, you know, do his thing. And he's killing it. 
And and on the way into work, when you arrived at one fifty six today, um, you said <laughs> what, what, record. What, what were you bumping on your headphones? Uh, Tom Henry kills his comedy album on Spotify. Everybody should check that out. Tom Henry sixty six jokes on Crave. Uh, Will Lou is taking some time off next month, and uh, Tom Henry and Ennis Esmer will be coming in to co-host. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I can't, can't wait. wait. I can't wait. No, yeah. this is the fastest anyone has become friends with somebody. Yeah, it's this, incredible because no, but, I th- you you met Tom on Saturday when we played poker. Yeah, he came to our we live played event for like on six hours. Yeah, I went home watched his special. You literally, <laughs> I was in bed, opened up Crave, somehow hit my password, first go. Yeah, that was sick. He came oh, to our live event. That goodness. was sick. Yeah, Hung out Monday, with him yeah. yesterday at the comedy show, and he invited the two of us Thursday. to his uh, house party tonight. So we'll see. I told him my social energy is kind of running out. So. Is it? I, I Is it because you've expended all on Tom Henry? <laughs> yeah. Shouts to TH. Yeah. Anyways, okay. welcome to the Raptors show. Thierry uh, Henry better. Boston right. Celtics have evened the series 1-1. Uh, that's about it. We don't need to talk about them. Yeah, the Celtics hit nine threes. They also got their healthy roster back. Marcus Smart nearly put up a triple-double. He had a dominant performance. And uh, they're yeah, the better, They're the better team. They're, they're the better team. They're the better team, yeah. So I, I think I had Celtics in six. What did you pick? I think I took the Heat just because I did want to take the Celtics. I took the Heat in seven. Uh, I'm tough. I'm picking Celtics in five. If if you were to let me revise, <laughs> Celtics in honestly, five. come on, they'll get one more game. Man. Even when they made the comeback, when Miami made the second half comeback in yeah. game one, I just watched the first half and I was like, "Come on, man!" Like Boston is just the better team. Um, they're the better team. So the stat that's come out is that the Celtics have won seven of the eight quarters. There so we far. go. Yeah, there we go. Like, I I think, okay, the thing about the playoffs is, like, we always talk about, like, the ceilings of teams. Like, do they have another gear, right? Mm -hmm, The Heat don't have another gear. Like, this is the Miami Heat. They're going to work hard, and uh, that's it. (laughs) No, like, there's not another gear. Uh, Who on that team can go to another gear? No, damn. You really really just called the Miami Heat an academic kid. Okay, all right. Let's go to our Twitter questions then because we have lots. As usual, um, we are going to answer two questions. Basketball questions per every non-basketball question. Yeah, my favorite. Okay, first basketball question. What is the one, two, and three-year ceiling of the Raptors if we keep most of this team together, especially seeing how successful the Celtics have been doing just that in terms of keeping their core? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I really like this question. This is why I had it as the number one to to address. Um, I think one-year ceiling, as in like what's the ceiling next year, I don't think it's that different from what it is this year. I think ideally if you make it to the playoffs completely healthy, which is very difficult, I think for a lot of teams they weren't able to do that. And also over the course of the playoffs, you usually lose at least one player, right, at some point. Um, I think the the one-year ceiling in terms of like what's going to happen next season will probably to make the second round, to win the first round, I would say. Um Making it into the conference finals, I guess, is possible, but I, I really would need to see a, a few things start to really break. I'm not ruling that out, but uh, I think most realistic ceiling is second round. I think, um, I don't know, two-year ceiling, two-year ceiling is a little tough. Two-year ceiling is mostly like, okay, what are you going to do in free agency with Gary Trent and with uh, Fred as Fred, well? Fred as well. Yeah. Are you going to re-sign those guys? If you do choose to re-sign those guys, or if you don't choose to re-sign those guys, where are you replacing them with, right? Because... You're not just going to let talent walk away for nothing. Is it going to be a sign and trade? Well, all sorts of other stuff. Um, so two-year ceiling is very hard for me to, to, to pick. Three-year ceiling, honestly, at that point, I kind of do expect Scotty to be in that all-star conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, at that point, you have two all-stars, him, Pascal. Who knows what Fred's going to be at that point, but Fred obviously was an all-star level this year. Um, you know, my expectations would be conference finals. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that's a 
optimistic outlook Is it? On, on the path. Because, I mean... We made the conference finals with Louis Scola and, and DeMar Carroll starting. I know. But I think yeah. this is all hinges on, on Scotty's development, which I know we're going to talk about. And I think it just hinges on what this team's going to look like in two, three years, too. Because I, I really don't yeah. think all the pieces are still going to be here. I think you make a really good point about next season. I think next season people are going to be holding the Raptors to the standard of what they reached this year, just in terms of like the results, like win total, yeah. uh, 48 wins. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's possible, it's realistic that they could take a step back. They could be a 42, 45 win team. Like, I don't think it's guaranteed that this team... So what would happen, though? Like, what, give, me, give, give me the scenario. This is like the, the opposite of a dream. This is like a nightmare. Yeah. No, I, yeah you know, me for, the, me, for me, the, the, it's a very simple scenario for me. It's just that if the Eastern Conference just gets more competitive. Who's coming to join the Eastern Conference? Let's see. Let's see. So we've got Boston next year is going to be good. Yeah. Miami's good. 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 Yeah, but it's but like, what about just like random things that you can't account for? Just like injuries and things like that, too, though, right? I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying year to year things change. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's nobody on the team that's like injury prone. Sure. No one's had a sure. recurring. Injury. I'm just saying like the unpredictability of like year to year. I'm not saying that like, oh, talent wise, like they completely overachieved. Mm. Um, but but I don't know, man. I guess I'm taking kind of a negative track on this. But like, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, and I think in three years, we'll know if Scotty is going to become the yeah, superstar. I, I think that's yeah. the main thing, right? Yeah. And and if and if he doesn't because we're putting these high expectations on him, I think that's okay too. You're still going to have a really really good player. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to look at the team building differently in terms of can we build around this guy? Yeah, sure. Which actually segues nicely into our next question, which is um from at Open Gym Ananobi, very active member of Raptors Twitter. Uh what should Scotty's role look like next season? Alex, I know you are you a big hoop head. Answer that question for me. I think I would like to see uh, Scotty <laughs> initiate the offense more. I actually, okay. I was actually really impressed when when you know he you know took like the quote unquote point guard duties. I actually want to see him more in that role mm. because I think when we talk about Fred's health, if you can move Fred off ball, you know, with Scotty on the court and not ask him to do as much. Um, I actually think there's a lot of value there. And I want them okay. to start shaping Scotty to be able to really take on these roles uh, when it comes to big games and when it comes to playoff time. Because why can't Scotty be the primary ball handler uh, at the end of a close game in a playoff game? Like, I would love to see him in that position. And, and that's still with Fred on the court, still with the rest of the guys on the court, because, you know, we, we've seen the playmaking aside from the no-look passes. You know, I, I love for them to really develop in on develop him on that side like on the offensive end of the floor that's what i want to see yeah i think i mean that's that's probably what most people want to see as well uh, myself included i actually think it's not really coming out of fred's account it's probably going to be the question of how much can scotty handle the ball while pascal's on the floor mm, okay because my the, the we know fred can be effective off ball um we know because he's such a good shooter because he's really good at moving without the ball as well there's actual value to him being off the ball there is not much value in Pascal and and uh, and Scotty being off the ball right now, so um, you're pretty much only going to give the ball to the guy who well not only I guess but you're probably going to give the guy, ball to the guy who can create more with the, you know right now and, mm-hmm. and that's clearly Pascal. Okay. So if you I don't know I mean like I guess you could play Fred exclusively off ball if you really wanted to or you can take away most of what Fred does. Uh, in his pick and roll creation, which honestly, like you might say, well, that's not that effective of a play. That's true, but Fred also drives like 14 times a game. 
Mm-hmm. When healthy? When healthy. So yeah. you're going to need to replicate that with 14 drives. Is Scotty ready to drive 14 times a game? Is he going to be able to get downhill 14? If he is, then absolutely. Right. Go ahead. But let's see it. Let's see if we can do it, you know? Yeah. Let's but see if we can do it. I actually think the, the touches will probably come out of Pascal's account, not not, not Okay. Fred's. No, that, uh, that's interesting. And I always defer to you because you watch basketball. Um, There's another one, too, that we should tack on. Sure. Are we putting Scotty in a difficult position by putting such high expectations on his next couple of years? Seems like a decent amount of time for a young player to become an all-star. Um, well, how do I say this? Um, there's a stereotype about Asian parenting. Okay. Which one? Yeah. That, the, <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, that's how I expect that of uh, all the players. Like I expect he's, a lot he's of these guys. the expectations. I would say. Yeah. When you win rookie he's, of the year, the expectation is, okay, maybe this guy's going to turn into something really good. No one's putting these expectations on Jalen Suggs. Like you have to earn what these are the expectations, expectations of Jalen Suggs actually. I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about the Apparently his friendship with, uh, Chet Holmgren might uh, determine what Orlando might do with the number one pick. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think the Raptors are going to win 42 games next year because those Orlando games are going to yeah. It's gonna be tough. It's be you different know how, when they have <laughs> Chet Holmgren. You know how the Raptors can win 50 games? Yeah. Uh, beat Dwayne Casey, please. Uh, actually, yeah, number actually. one on my wish list. It's actually bothered me. We got to sit on this for the whole summer. He yeah. swept us. Okay, well, well, Dwayne, Dwayne's prepping right now. Dwayne's like, I did what Philly couldn't, you know? Swept them. Damn. Okay. Yeah. We were almost going to get swept by Philly. You know what? I always think about the show we came in to do at 10 a.m. when it was oh, the night man. before they lost that was 3-0. A, that, was a dark, <laughs> that was a dark show. I didn't even have time to do 10 things. Anyway, whatever. Actually, but, actually, when I think about it, I only think about the McDonald's that you brought me. So. Oh, yeah. That was a great one. I really appreciate it. All right, non-basketball. There we go. But it's still, I believe, Raptors related. Uh, as casual hockey fans, are you sick of the media constantly referring to the Leafs, quote-unquote, needing a Kawhi trade? knowing how rare those are and how it doesn't even apply. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs expert, William Liu. Uh, yeah, so my thing with this is um, they already have, like, a really, really great player, at least one in Matthews, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't score 60 goals and you're not a great player. Like, that's that's outrageous. No, I'm sorry. 60 goals, like, you're you're special. Yeah, did he even play the whole season, too? Like, he probably missed some time. He probably but... missed some time, but you're, you're, anyway, like, whatever. you're Lee Ben Osman, as Lee Ben Osman says, you're yeah. special. The issue with this is that, okay, so in basketball, and I've said this a million times, in basketball there's 100 offensive possessions per game and 100 defensive possessions per game. Mm. You can have one player in basketball essentially play the whole game. In hockey, what's the most you can play? Half the game? Mm-hmm. They play like, yeah, they, no, they play, like, they play like a third maybe max, right? Like 20 at, minutes. Yeah, yeah. 20, 20 minutes, minutes is pretty yeah. generous, right? Yeah. In basketball, you can play like the whole game if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. We see the Raptors, guys play 42. So let's, let's say you can play 80% of the minutes, mm-hmm. right, regularly. Um, not only that, you factor in offensively and defensively, just like you do in hockey. However, because there is 100 possessions, just think of it as rolls of the dice. You have you roll the dice 100 times. Okay, I'm you in now. Fit, I'm listening. Yeah. I, I know. I'm listening. Uh, yours yeah. perked up. <laughs> you have a very, very good chance of getting a, a predictive outcome. Like, it's going to be something that is going to be true to what the actual talent level is for you, unless there's some injuries that factor into it, right? Mm. Like, the better team is going to win. Yep, that's in not basketball. The, that's not the case in hockey. In hockey, not only can the best players not affect every possession like that mm-hmm. and play that many possessions, but also there's just huge amounts of variability in mm-hmm. terms of everything that happens because there are much fewer goals to determine anything. Like yeah. you look at like how you might lose a series, someone might tip the puck in randomly in front or like yeah, the puck off might your own defenseman around. or something. And like you that. might and say, well, well, okay, yeah. well, what about the quad shot that bounced in? That was that that shot bounced in after they played like 200 possessions already. Yeah, after they after they played like a thousand possessions so, in that series. This is actually what bothers me a little bit about watching hockey. Turns me off a little bit because it's mm-hmm. just too much randomness that goes in. Like it is. I'm sorry. Like if you if you tip in a goal, that's essentially like you in basketball. You accidentally tipped in 
like eight threes. Yeah, it's like when the Raptors had that uh, what like, was that a, own basket for Matisse Thybul, and that yeah, decided but, the whole game. Yeah, so yeah. to me, that's where I'm like, it's just a little too random for me to to to, to fully invest in. But mm-hmm. that's part of part of the reason why you can't just go get a Kawhi trade. It's not that simple. In basketball, it's a lot more simple. Yeah. Also, uh, stay the course, Leafs. You know, I thought they had a good first round. I think you make a really good point in that. When have you ever looked at a game seven of an NBA playoff series and really been like, oh, that the wrong team like won? It's very rare. Yeah. It's really rare. The, be- uh, the better team. The except 2020 it- the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I hated that we lost that season, man. Well, you know, oh, if, so if Norm sick. just took a different direction when Marcus Smart was coming. Anyways. You know, the crazy thing about that is Marcus Smart was explaining that a couple possessions before that, Norm had actually gotten him with that same move and got to the basket. Mm-hmm. So he adjusted his approach. Yep. Yeah. This is pretty incredible. No, that's a basketball IQ at work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, whatever, man. If Kyle did foul out, we might have done something. (sighs) I forgot about that, too. Who took the last shot in that game? Oh, yeah, Fred. Yeah, the the play was blown up. It was supposed to be a hammer play for Norman in the opposite corner. The Celtics (sighs) also blew that one up. And now Fred had to go out one-on-one against Grant Williams. And, uh, yeah, the... uh, Grant Williams again, yo, he can't keep getting away with this. I know, he can't. Next basketball question. What do you think out of the young bench pieces who we currently have will have the biggest impact next season, excluding Precious, because I think Precious is the number one pick for everybody. Who do you have, William Liu? Um, I really, <laughs> You're I, like, honest, not really anyone. <laughs> no, actually, like, I, I really like the idea of Delano like making it mm. there. I thought Delano had the highest peaks out of all the other yeah. like, non-Scotty. He's non- got to develop that jumper, though. Yes, of course, but I think that jumper has been developing in the G okay. League level. You see it. like he's Okay, I know everyone dismisses this in the G League, and rightfully sure. so, because it's a different level of competition. He's like hitting pull up threes. He's like like actually intending to pull up for three, not like late clock. Oh, I gotta get one up because I'm the point guard and shot clock expiring. Like he's going for the pull up threes. He's hitting the pull up jumpers, catch and shoot jumpers. You know me watching the warm up report. The sh- jump jumper is coming around, and I think the ceiling of it is just like he has so many other basketball skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, actually, I I, I backed Alano. Okay, that's my guy. Yeah, <sighs> I'm trying to think. There's not really a lot. I mean, I, I can't really confidently say Malachi Flynn. I feel like we just haven't seen enough. Well, Nick's not even willing to play him. <laughs> but Masai seems to love him, though. Sure, yeah. He's I always mean, shouting him out. Is that for trade value? What's Masai trying to pull? Sure, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, 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 would, I would pick the lineup. I, I, I guess I would say Chris Boucher, too, if they bring him back. In that, I, I think he really solidified his role. Did they say young? Did they say young? Oh, come question? on, I consider Chris to be young still. Chris might be older than me, man. Okay, then you got to call Fred and Pascal old, too, then. Like you got to start calling them old. Don't call me out every time I don't cl- include them in the core moving forward then. They're not old. You got to be consistent. Just like, just like uh, Chris is. But I mean, I think the question was like the young guys. I'm like, yeah, there's, well, I guess the answer is not a lot. We need more. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. There's right. not a lot. Okay. Next one. I know the core is pretty much set, but what kind of trade would it take to trade Fred or Pascal? I.e., what level of player uh, will it take to even, even consider trading the two of them? Um. I think you really have to go back and look at Masai Jerry's trade history. Mm-hmm. That man wins all of his trades. Mm-hmm. Like you might like before, okay, for example, if someone was asking this in 2018 was like, "Hey, I know Colin Fre- uh, Colin Demar are set as core players, but what it, what would it like what level of player would it take?" If I were on the Raptor show at that time and told you, mm-hmm. it would take a Kawhi Leonard level player, people would be like killing me because that's a ridiculous standard for him to go get. Yeah, and he did. And then he did it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say based on the Maasai scale of what he can win in a trade. 
I think with Pascal, you're, you're looking at this, the level of trade packages that you see from like at least what Drew Holiday was able to 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 command from New Orleans, mm. right? Which was you know multiple picks, you know, right. um, young prospects, things like that. Um, honestly, like it, the the it depends on what you're trading for. If you're trading for another star, I think you're probably going to get like less of those picks and all that stuff, and it's mostly going to be equivalent value, player for player kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You see that much less nowadays. Those mm-hmm. kind of challenge trades, you see a lot more of like players being essentially liquidated into like future uh, picks and things like that. Um, on, on that front, I think honestly it's gone so out of whack. Like I don't really know. Like I, you look at AD going for like five years worth of picks and pick swaps. Yeah, and then you look at like I mean James Harden too. James Harden, yeah. I don't know. Actually, it's really hard to pick. I would say at least. At least two first round picks, a, a pick swap, a prospect, probably another prospect, or Pascal. I actually think, and then that's... for Fred, it's like probably half of that, just based on his injury history right now. But yeah, I think that's interesting because like I didn't think of it that way in terms of whatever I think about Pascal trades. I always think about um, like guys that can help the Raptors now. Yes, right? exactly. And I, yeah, no, like you opened me up to this different thought. Like I never thought about it this way. In that, if if they wanted to trade Pascal to a contending team. Who had all these draft assets and prospects? Yeah, that that is actually an interesting thought. I feel like I feel like he's got to fetch at least two first rounders, probably three. Yeah, at least and pick swaps and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. nowadays it's like very hard to to, to pick these things because like you'll see something ridiculous. Like the Clippers give up seven years of a <laughs> pick control, Sorry. and they're like, technically we signed Kawhi too, or we traded for Kawhi too. It's like no, but you don't get to no, nah, whatever. No, nah, that doesn't. Count. I'm over the Clippers, man. Yeah, whatever. I like the Clippers now. Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like. Anyways. Non basketball. Mm-hmm. Surge put out a song uh, recently. Yep. With Diplo. Yep. What are your thoughts on Serge Ibaka's song? Actually, when I walked into the office, I guess you were doing some like prep. Mm-hmm. You were listening to it. Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't really like. I only heard it once. Didn't really vibe with it that much. Okay. I will have to say so for people who don't know this, um, Serge has really like ventured into becoming a musician. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of um, comments saying that he is the DJ Khaled of Africa. Mm. Um, because he just appears in quite a few songs. Um, and a lot of the time, similar to what DJ Khaled would do, like, isn't like, he's not like featuring on the song. He's just like saying something over and over again. Right, right. He's ad-libbing. He's ad-libbing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, they don't, want, they don't want me to win, you know? But I, I actually, so I actually have been on Serge's YouTube page and listened to all of his songs that he's mm. been part of. Okay. Some of them are quite popular. Like, one of them has 14 million views. Okay. Champion. Okay. Um, Lego, like Lego with two Gs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is quite good. I've listened to this actually a few times. Okay. 4.4 million Yeah, views. look out for Will Lou on Pitchfork. Uh, yeah. Um, Should write a review. What, what's, the, what's, what's this one? Tayari? Yeah, Tayari. So in this one, Serge actually like has a whole verse and like oh, is, okay. is, is rapping. I believe in, actually, I, I don't know. I didn't listen to it closely. Yeah. Enough. Either in French or Spanish. You never know with Serge. You can do both. Right, right, right. Um, so congrats to Serge, honestly. He's making, like, okay, so the music that he's part of is actually quite enjoyable. Yeah. I actually really do. Like, I wouldn't mind hearing this. Okay. Like, I don't know if I'd go out of my way to hear it because I'm just, I'm not right, like, right, consuming right. that much francophone music. Yeah. But uh, it's 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 pretty good, man. Okay. Congrats so, to Serge. A little promo for Serge from you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> look at us changing roles once again. Great segment. Yo, before- no, I mean, listen, go to Serge's YouTube page, look up oh, the music that he's a part of and we, tell me that some bang. It bangs. We always support everything that Serge does. Yes. He posted another selfie from bed on IG uh, yesterday. That's, he's again, back. He's back in Toronto he's, or no, he's no, just he's, back he's in just back as Serge Ibaka on IG? Oh, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> he's back, baby. 
Uh, before we go to break, why don't I run through a couple IG questions and then we'll yeah, go back to it. our Twitter sequence. I wonder sequence. what these IG questions are, actually. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do you as media do during the offseason? <laughs> uh, chill. Yeah, work, on my, work on my book, other projects, things like that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's find, let's find some good ones. Yeah, so did you include the questions that I asked you on Twitter, by the way? No, no, no. Okay, I just expected so, you to bring them in, considering oh, I don't know why you would send okay. in a Twitter question when you're just straight up on the show. But, I was uh, just, if you want to I ask I just wanted those, to ahead. interact with you. Oh, okay. Like, that's all I want. So, okay, the, my first question for you, William, is if you had to move to another NBA city next year to cover a team, which team would you pick and who would you pick as your co-host in that city? I mean... Like, is there, like, which team, like, would you be most excited about covering? Probably like, the Warriors. Hmm. Yeah. That's an inter- interesting. I, I didn't think you were going to say that. No, man. I've, I've, uh, okay. I've, I've, you so know, it's I got you family and Andy Lou. Yeah, it's me. It's going to be me and Andy Lou. <laughs> oh, Lue, my man. God. Nah, you guys, gonna be, you guys gonna be are going to be that EDC. <laughs> you guys are going to you guys are gonna be a mess, man. We're gonna get canceled, man. You're gonna be at Coachella together. Salute to my guy Andy Lou. In this outfit. Wow, Warriors. You're invited too, by the way. You can come in. Warriors. That's yeah, a, that's yeah, right. Okay. You know, I, I got family in San Fran. Oh, you know, okay. Like, so you're, you're actually considering the whole, like, in terms of, like, yeah, oh, where you would be living and things yeah, like yeah. that. Okay. Why? You just want the most interesting team to cover? Like, yeah. also the Warriors, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would have to think about, like, Cause, cause, they have hey, a really good PR team, too. So, they yeah, got a really I'm good PR team. Too. They yeah. have a really good um, style of play in which you can actually look at, like, it, it's harder to break down teams that just play pick and roll like most of the time and play yeah. standard drop defense. Like it's nothing really that tactically interesting. Yeah, the Warriors are the one team that plays basketball like the most differently out of all the teams. Okay, if if you got so. sent to Utah, would you do it? Oh my god! If you're offered a life changing amount of money, but you had to lock in for five years, for five years yep. in Utah. Um, yep. Nah. Okay. Nah. I just want to check. Okay, I, see. I really like living here in Toronto. Okay, see. Okay, see. Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. No. So you're a snob. Nah, you're not, no, no, you no, don't no, got on, the love of the game. No, no, hold on. Yeah. I'll do it. Na- name name one OKC reporter. Oh, my God. You, you in the media? Sam Presti. Um, yeah, Fred Katz moved on. I know. Everybody moved on. <laughs> Royce Young moved on, too, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. Uh, great so it's, it's also a career ender is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Next, next question for you from me. Yeah. If, if you could have dinner with three Asians, who would it, who would they be? Happy Asian Heritage Month, Will. Three Asians? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm having dinner with you and my brother later today. <laughs> yeah, I finally get to meet Will's <laughs> younger yeah, brother. You know what? I'm going to go with you and my brother, actually. We're going to make this happen later tonight. Okay. Yeah. What a bailout. Um, yeah. If basketball never existed, what do you think are the three jobs, top three jobs you would be doing instead? Uh, probably a teacher. Yeah, me too. Um, I still want to teach at some point. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Journalism let's, school should let's, hit me up, you, I feel like you and I oh. should be like uh, co-teaching a course on yeah. like sports journalism. Yeah. Yeah. We do real talk too. We've done we've done like journalism Bro, stuff you know what before. I did this? So I literally, I woke up this morning. Yeah. You know, whatever, got ready. And then like nine, nine, nine o'clock, I was part of a uh, uh, Ottawa school board. Yeah, there um, you go. Con- we should uh, be doing more like virtual session we have, with we a whole bunch of like I think a class of like forty classes of kids and yeah. we were we were discussing people like, should be reaching out to us instead of recycling the same four or five names like we we have experiences that we can share that are very different yeah. from other people from from IG before you we try, get a break. You try to you try to get the Simu check <laughs> nah, nah, nah my money good man um is it <laughs> generational wealth too um is it hard sometimes finding joy in basketball when it's your job to watch no, and report on it no not at all yes for me. Yeah. What? Really? Oh, it's taking a lot of enjoyment really? out of it for me, yeah. Like, I've become desensitized to everything. I look at athletes differently. Um, like, 
compared to going to an arena as a fan versus as a reporter, like it's different. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know nah, we- first off, I take, I take the same approach. No, but it's it's still very much enjoyable. I think the only thing that's not as enjoyable is you're going to every game rather than like yeah, you're I, going to like the odd game. Yeah, it's work for me. Like I look at it as work. I think doing this show okay. with you is the yeah. one thing that I don't look at as work. Oh, that's and, nice, uh, I, I wow. can see I, You can see that I treat it that way as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Alex. Get it together. Contract negotiations are soon. What are you doing, man? Um... People want to know, when will the Raptor show with Will, Alex, and Jason be happening? Uh, Jason, man, I'm going to hit you up when Will is off. Um, oh. Just just to kill some time. Okay, you. so you're just going to replace me with a quota? All right. If you could own, this is from my guy Kai, if you could own any Raptors player game-worn jersey from any game, any game-specific player, let's take out Kawhi's shot. I feel like yeah, we would yeah, both yeah. pick that. Who? Which, which game-worn jersey from which game would you like to own? Fred Van Vliet, Game 6, NBA Finals. Mm. That thing is hard, man. First oh off, the jersey God. is so nice. But, uh, yeah, I just put it on. I'd probably do the Fred yell in the mirror and then take it oh, off. Put man. it in a frame or something. Jeremy Lin's first game with the Raptors when he checked in against the Washington Wizards. First game. Yeah, he had a, it was a decent debut. I kept the box score from, you know how they hand out the box score sheets? <laughs> That's a me- Oh, wow. Look at the disrespect. <laughs> Yo, you could just print it at any point. That's a memorabilia, man. <laughs> It's going to be given away at our next live. I can't believe you're laughing oh at me for that, God. man. No, that's You that's don't awesome. think that means something? It, it does, yeah. It does mean something. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Shout outs and more Twitter questions when we come back. That's right. Stay tuned. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Ailish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wen Lu. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. And as we do every Friday, we want to give some shout-outs. So, Alex, go ahead, man. Yeah, special shout-outs for this week. As always, we start with our producer, Derek, who is not with us today. He's uh, finishing his last credit at university. Damn. And we've got uh, producer Tristan filling in today. So, shouts to Tristan. Shouts to Ryan Fabro. Kyle, Dan Toman, Greg Sansoni, Pat Flash, and as always, all the people helping us, supporting us with the YouTube, with the the TV, with the radio, behind the scenes. And of course, special shout out to Jennifer Rolnick. Thank you for coming to our live event on Monday. Producer Rob as well, helping us out. Behind the scenes and the guests this week, Blake Murphy, Oren Weisfeld, Vivek Jacob, and special shout-outs. You know, last week we got to hang out with Evie Kwan, who's starting a new job. She left the Toronto Star for Vice. Yep. Uh, we got to meet some of her friends, uh, Tim and Camille in particular. You That's had to right. sit and listen to me and Tim talk about uh, 90s hip-hop and how we used to burn CDs <laughs> at school. I was, I was around for the burning oh, CDs. I burned oh, some CDs, okay. man. Yeah, oh, I thought I didn't burn a Jay okay. Chow CD so I could leave Jay it in my Chow. parents' car. Okay, yeah. but you laugh at me because I took a Jeremy Lin box score home? Come on, man. Again, like I, like I mentioned, <laughs> you can go on NBAStats.com and acquire the PDF game uh, it's not the same, man. This of one's every f- single game. This one's from the arena. So you're basically just saying it's you different. got it from the printer. Uh, the oh, the arena God. printer rather than... Yeah, it's from the official Raptors printer. Wow. Not a random, you know, inkjet that Shaq promotes. Anyways, shout out to Tim and Camille. Camille has this uh, beauty products 
business, you can follow 1999.beauty on Instagram. Basically, mm-hmm. if you know us, we'll shout out your side hustle. Want to give a special shout out? Actually, I grabbed lunch with Savannah Hamilton this week, and she let me know that her dad, Danny, is a, is a listener. Oh, occasional nice. maybe. I don't know. Occasional, probably one. Regular. Probably one Savannah's probably on. Probably one Savannah's yeah, on. That's fine though. So shout, shout to Danny Hamilton. Uh, we're gonna have Savannah on co-hosting with me when you're away. Mm-hmm. I'm already lining up like eleven. Huh? You're away for a bit, aren't you? Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll do that. Later. Okay, we'll talk about that off air. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Dan, Danny is excited to be retiring from his uh, teaching job. Congrats. Next year. So so Danny, make sure you clear out two to three p.m. Monday to Friday next year. So so you can listen. To Will Lou and Savannah was telling me that because Danny is left-handed, he he taught Savannah and and her twin sister how to play left-handed growing up, mm. playing basketball. And he brought oh. the official Raptors mascot to Savannah's third birthday. Damn! Shouts to the Raptors mascot. Another Shouts to the Mas- Raptors friend mascot, of the program. Man. Another true, genuine friend of the program listens all the time, but uh, we cannot reveal their identity. No, we cannot. No, um, even though you can't find it online, but whatever, man. Anyways, uh, also want to give. One more shout out, Elaine Kwan and and Trevor yep. at Superfresh for really helping us out. So we talked so much about the event. You know, the most important thing is we were able to raise around two thousand dollars that we're donating to Asian Gold Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody should go to AsianGoldRibbon.com. You know, um, the, today is actually Asian Gold Ribbon Day, uh, May twentieth, and a lot of Canadian landmarks around the country, including the Prince's Gate at Exhibition Place in Toronto, is going to be lit up in gold. And you know. Asian Gold Ribbon, you know, they are, are a fundraising nonprofit. And despite efforts to increase the awareness of anti-Asian racism since the start of the pandemic, a lot of research has shown that there's still an alarming increase in just violent assaults against Asian communities. And this year, Asian Gold Ribbon is looking to raise $100,000 for the development of initiatives for mental health support programs and services for Asian well-being. So, you know, we're happy to play a small part and I think whether you were at the event or not, um, you know, again, AsianGoldRibbon.com, there's a donate button at the top. You can read about all the things that they do. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a great cause. And uh, it, was a, it was a true honor to be uh, part of that event. And um, yeah, now we get a free dinner out of it as well. Yes, we are going to a charity dinner tonight. Thank you. And you're dressed like for this. For the though, invite. For real? I'll go home and change. Go home and change, man. Nah, man. You don't live too far from the restaurant. Ha- go home and change. I got to present myself as I am, man. You know, that's right. how I got here. No, this guy's um, gonna be sweaty, man. You're gonna be drinking hot soups. This guy's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> nah, Back to no the hot sour soup for you. Any shout outs from you? Any shout outs for me? Uh, yeah, actually, shout out to Blake Murphy's dad. Okay. Um, you know, who is a avid listener to our program awesome. on Tuesdays. <laughs> right. So both of your fathers uh, take turns listening to the other show. Yeah, like yeah. I told Blake, man, you know, my dad always listens to the morning show um, to, yeah. to wake up at 6 a.m. Um, yeah, and uh, Blake actually sent in a question uh, for his on behalf of his dad, I guess. So there's something in Newfoundland that people eat called uh, Jig's Dinner. Describe the uh, what goes into this dinner. Uh, can I just read you the ingredients? Yes, please. Um, two pounds of beef, uh, one head green cabbage. Uh, uh, I'm in already. Twelve ca- carrots. Mm, healthy. One large turnip, 
I like that. Potatoes, yellow split peas, butter, black pepper, and water. I've never seen water as an ingredient. Something. Yeah, so well, you, I mean, I guess I guess water is an ingredient. Water over in it like it's gravy or what's going on? <laughs> no, water is the sauce. It's right? like let me know when. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Swiss Chalet sauce. Uh, water. Yeah, I, I know that hurts you personally. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, there's also some dumplings involved in this, but they're not oh. the, the dumplings you and I would be familiar with. The, okay. This seems to only have white sugar, baking powder, and flour. Okay. And more water. All right, this sounds like a mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it really sounds um, like a food mixtape. The so from what I have read into this shortly, it seems to be mostly boiled. The whole meal is boiled. Okay. And um, yeah, the question was which of these would make it onto a dim sum menu. Now, a lot of things in dim sum are steamed. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm say, having a hard time with this one. Yeah, man. I'm gonna say the water. Yeah. <laughs> you just drink the hot water. No, water's listed twice as ingredients on this uh, CBC Life page. So. I do want to try this, though. Sure. So. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. I would love to come to uh, to Newfoundland, actually. It's, yeah, it looks no, very beautiful. Shout-outs to Blake Murphy's dad. Salute to Newfoundland. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if this is going to make it onto the, the menu. Anyway, we have basketball questions. Basketball questions. When you look at the small ball trend of the league now in the playoffs and consider the back-and-forth debate about the five spot for the Raptors, do you think we would be seeing this trend the same way if Jokic and Embiid were playing with healthy teams? Um... I think Jokic and Embiid are the exceptions. Like you got to be that good as a center to to be the leading guy to make it to the yeah. By the to, way, to Jokic, Jokic and Embiid are on different tiers, in my opinion. Yeah, Jokic is on another tier, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, yeah, Jokic has made it to the conference finals. Um, Embiid has yet to do so, but uh, I mean, like, look, as much as I, you know. I, I've been floating this idea that like, you look at the centers that are still around and whatever, like, you know, a lot of them are, there's no like true seven footers to, to feature anymore, but it's like, I don't know, last year that Brooke Lopez won the championship. Deion, he played against DeAndre Ayton, who was mm -hmm. in the championship, you know, um, I guess Clint Capella is a traditional center. Mm -hmm. He was in the final four. Who was it on the other side? Atlanta, Milwaukee. The Clippers, they had Zubak. <laughs> You're really gonna throw a Vika yeah, Zubac into this no, but conversation? Though, I, I think as a leading like center, you probably have to be mean. that level of that good. Like I don't yeah. think you can like I don't know, man. A Nick Vucevic led team is sure. not gonna get there. A JV led team is not gonna get yeah. there. There's right? Even just, a Carl Anthony Towns team is not yeah. gonna get led there. Yeah. There's also just no like one way to build teams all the time, right? Like just because certain teams go with the small ball, certain teams of a traditional center. I think I think it's on the Raptors to pick the path that they want to choose, and it seems like they 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 have picked a path, but it's like you have to tinker along the way. Yeah, I, I think with all things, you got to really consider the defensive aspect. Like a mm -hmm. lot of centers, like the reason why a lot of centers don't play is not because their offense isn't good enough, because mm -hmm. their defense isn't good enough. Like because they're either getting pulled out of position or they're getting blown by, they can't guard on the perimeter. Right. And of course, it doesn't matter as much in the regular season, but in, in the playoffs, people hunt matchups. Like we see it all the time in every single game, people hunt matchups. And mm -hmm. You just see in almost every single game, seven-footers get hunted in these matchups. Yeah, and, and the yeah. other thing I'll say, and I don't know if this this just boils it down to really basics, is that we wouldn't have a lot of these questions if the Raptors just had more elite players. Like, you talk yeah. about different positions yeah. and stuff. It's like the best teams are still in the playoffs because they have elite players. Yeah, they, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that elite player needs to be at the five, at the four, at the three. Mm. Like, the talent is going to win out. Because, yeah. like, at some point, you're a good enough team that you're making that other team with the center adjust, too. Yeah. The Raptors don't have enough talent to force teams to adjust the way they play. Yeah. Or at least against Philadelphia, they didn't have enough guys, right? To, to, to say, like, oh, we're playing Joel Embiid off the floor or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, I think guys like Embiid or Jokic yeah, are, it's are very guys different. you can't play it's off the different. floor. They're so yeah. good that you can't do it. But. but you get what I mean. It's just, like, yeah. if we had better—we just need better players. 
we, we need better. You always talk about getting the top 10 talent, right? Yeah. Top 10, top 15 players. So, Damn. anyways. Basketball discussion is actually very basic. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, actually very simple. Like, no, no, no. It's actually true. I'm always it's very like, simple. Yo, yeah. What about, what if we do a monthly show instead? Anyways, yeah. um, just kidding. We are forever linked with Canadian trades because of Canada. What mm-hmm. would we have to give up for Shea, Gilgis, Alexander? Okay, so let's let's do this. I can only see two Here, pieces of Raptors. I'm, I'm going to be yeah. Sam Presti. Yeah. You be Masai, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to call you on your BlackBerry, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, Masai, congratulations. Like, I didn't know you could rebuild a team just being in the draft lottery once. Oh. I didn't know you could win a championship by just making, like, two trades. Yeah, uh, basketball is um, about winning. Yeah. It's about winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, about winning. So gotta win. what what would it take? Like, I want to offer you Shay, but yeah. like, what what are you giving me? I don't know if I would give you this, but okay. Do you do you want Pascal for Shay? Okay, but I'm gonna need a bit more. I think I need uh two first rounders, two yeah, swaps. I'm, I'm Let's do up. swaps. I'm like, that's good, man. Enjoy, okay, enjoy, okay, okay. Enjoy so I call you back. I call you back. Yeah, I'm yeah. like Shay. I'll throw in Lou Dort as well. We'll have to make the salaries match. Uh, Lou Dort is making uh fifty five dollars <laughs> next year. <laughs> By the way, Lou Dort, get that new contract, man. Lou Dort is so good. Nah. Like, if, if OKC really takes care of the players, give him a new contract. Yeah, God fair damn. enough, fair enough, fair enough. You tell me they don't have cap room? They're always under the on the floor. Like, anyways, okay, yeah. okay, let's stick to... Okay, so I'm going to give you Shea and Lou Dort. What's, what's, uh, yeah. what's, your, what's your counter here, Masai? Like, what are you giving me? I, I guess I'll give you Pascal still, but... Is I don't Pas- know. Is Pascal really... the first player you offer? I mean, if we're going to have to talk about a Shea conversation, so Shea's yeah. under contract for five years. His extension kicks in this following season. Yeah. Five years, fully guaranteed, 171, no options, no outs. Okay. So you have him for five years. Yeah. Um, now, the only concern is he's not a 6'9 forward. Yeah. <laughs> and Pascal is. <laughs> so I'm not making this trade as my Messiah anyway. But uh, realistically, that's, that's the piece that you would have to like go into the conversation. I don't with. think they Unless asked for you, Pascal. I, I think, what do you think they asked for, Scotty? I think yeah. they asked for OG. I mean, oh, I, we for OG, yeah, I'm doing it. No, no, but it wouldn't be just for OG. Like, like OG the pa- and what? I don't know. That's the problem. Like, I don't think there's any, is there anything else? That if it's an OG and something, I would do it. But I don't if, think that's if enough. If it's that's Pascal, enough. I don't think I'd do it. And I don't think they would ask for Scotty, Pascal because of the age. Um, I don't think it's... Nah, you're ages, man. That's unbelievable, man. Pascal's like 28. Like, relax. Sam Presti's an ages. Like, Sam Presti's trying no, to load Sam, the roster up with 19-year-olds. <laughs> Sam Presti has draft picks for kids who are t- currently 10 Yo, years old. Yo, there's a kid right now in, like, sixth grade that doesn't know he got traded for Kawhi Leonard. No, Sam Presti is LeBron be- looking at, 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 what was it, like, five-year-old Scotty Barnes being like, yeah, that guy right No, if I'm, if, I'm look- if I'm Sam Presti, I'm looking to fi- First of all, I just don't think they're going to trade Shea. Like, Why I think not, that's a building though? block. For I them, honestly, though. I think honestly, if you still don't do anything next year, I think Shea right. should really try to be like asking then, for. Then what was the point of out? you doing all this like tanking these last couple of years? I thought you were trying to surround uh, Shea with players. They don't even. Yo, so if you're, you're just good, restarting you're not again. Even play. So you're just restarting. What's again. stopping them from doing that again? Okay, so in that scenario, I think the Raptors would be able in a better position to get Shea if if Sam Presti's really like I'm restarting again. Because then I would just throw a bunch of picks at them. Yeah. Just give them four picks. Um, I guess OG would still have to be in that. Yeah, okay. that if, it's, if it's an OG plus something, then yeah, of course. OG plus picks, I would do it for Shea. Yeah. You would, you would do it. Yeah, of course. Okay. What if they're Shea's like Shea's really get... good, man. Shea is. Really Shea's like good. one of the best scoring guards in the NBA. Full stop. Period. He like he gets double teamed all the time. He, you know, yep. there's no other talent on OKC that people care about. Yeah, he still scores at a very effective rate. He's a clutch scorer as well. Man, he, Shea and Scotty in between oh game is in, unbelievable. He shoots the ball really nicely as well. Uh, this past year wasn't shooting the step back jumper nearly as good, but years past he's definitely been able to shoot the step back as well. 
I love Shea, man. And I know Shea would love to play in Toronto as well. Yeah. No, I think um, it's just, yeah, it's hard to find a fit. But, man, yeah. now you got me thinking about Shea and Scotty. Oh, oh man. man. Having that for... That sounds great. Dec- okay. This is next question. If Draft Express were to do a scouting report on you, <laughs> who is your player comp, Will? What are your strengths oh. and weaknesses? Chuck Hayes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I'm trying I'm trying to mold Will into Precious Achua. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm tr- also trying to mold myself into Precious Achua. No, remember, okay. remember when we uh remember when we went to practice corner threes? You shot like 100 corner threes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to to make 10. Yeah. <laughs> you missed 99% yeah, I'm, I'm of the Honestly, threes that you take. Let's go you know? to the court right now, man. Let's go to the court right now. Nah, man, dress like this. Um, okay, right. Which of the players do you think you could convince to go to Rolson? On the current Raptors roster? Yeah. Precious? Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Fred? Fred? Yeah. Pascal? Honestly, probably all of them. Okay. Yeah, it's not hard to talk these From... players into it, man. Oh, yeah? What yeah. happened with your hanging out with uh, Utah? Yeah, that's different, man. He's already Asian. He's <laughs> already been to these places. <laughs> it's been a year. Oh, my God. No more basketball questions. Just keep going non-basketball. Can you name a better strip mall than Bamberg Circle? Um... Bamberg Markham Plays elite. Food Court. Does Times Square count as a strip mall? Sure, Times Square. Times Square is pretty good, man. Yeah, Richmond Hill. I actually really like Times Square. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are really the main ones that I frequent. I mean, the Pacific Mall Food Court, pretty underrated. But I feel like, yeah, those are the main ones. But Bamberg Circle, I rep Bamberg too, man. Yeah. Shouts to Samu Barbecue. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's yeah. it, huh? Yeah. No, no, more, uh, more, more non-basketball questions, please. Yeah, I got a lot more. Do you and Will get free food and drinks when you mention them on the show? No. Nope. No. But <laughs> nope. it could change. Nope. Also, you know, don't we don't want to be that thirsty. No, I mean, listen, we can afford to, to pay, like, you know, eat at places and tip them well. So yeah. What I'd is your all-time most coveted Raptors-related memorabilia? I already got mine, the Jeremy Lin box score. <laughs> <laughs> printed from the official. I can't believe you roasting me for this. I thought you'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> Great pull. Let me send you the PDF. I'll I email th- you the PDF. I thought you'd be like, yo, let me trade you all my Pokemon cards for no, that. No, man. But... I wouldn't even, no. Oh, man. What, uh, I already said this. I, I wore it to the event. Um, it is a signed Mitchell and S uh, throwback jersey. It says Raptors in Chinese on the front. Um, it has T Mac as, as the number and the, and, the, and the name, but also it's a uh, jersey that Jeremy Lin wore to the parade. He saw me in the parade, pointed at me. I threw my jersey up to him. He signed it, and I'm a professional media member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last part is debatable. Uh, okay, Mr. Lou, besides basketball, what sport would you be a pro in if you were a professional athlete? Uh, baseball. Um, Have you played baseball? No, no, no. I just mean like, it, this is a hypothetical scenario. Okay. The reason I want to play baseball is because it doesn't look exhausting at all. It looks actually really relaxing. I feel like you can play baseball three times in a day. And, this is completely and disrespectful sweat. to baseball players, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Is it not relaxed? Bro, look at baseball. Yo, Do you know how hard? You know what? It's the only sport you can play where you're eating sunflower seeds the whole day. What's harder than <laughs> hitting a, What's harder than hitting a home run off a major league pitcher? I don't care about that, man. I just want to eat sunflower seeds what and chill. Just completely, man, we're the home of the Blue Jays, man. Yeah. You got to put some respect on the sport of baseball. I, I, this guy just said baseball's easy. No, it just looks relaxing. As It, it doesn't look physically taxing. If you're a taxing. manager, you're talking like you want to manage, not play. Actually, I feel like that's what actually sounds fun, too, because there's a lot of tactics that go involved. Like, I like that. Do you want to be a like if you could, do you want to be a basketball coach? I feel like the way you look at the game, you could be a coach. Can't you be a coach? No. Man. Can't you cut film for Nick Nurse and Nate Bjergren? I mean, I guess theoretically, you if tomorrow like, they hire have you. the skill set to do it. But no, man, no, I, the, the level of like actual basketball knowledge. 
both like uh, acquired and also practiced. It's, it's not even close, man. We we can joke about it, but it's it's not close, man. man. These guys are basketball geniuses. Okay, so I shouldn't respect you. No, man. When I look at USC of basketball. Okay, all right, keep going. Anna Tamagotchi. Yeah. By the way, we're off next Monday. It's a long weekend. Oh, it's. I thought it was off because of this episode of the show. <laughs> I'm, a free, I'm a freelancer, so I can't keep track of these holidays. What is it? Uh, Victoria, Victoria yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a two-four weekend. Okay, May, show May us a Victoria. Yeah. Um, uh, Assad, how are you working to improve your game ahead of Raptors three-on-three tournament? And should Assad replace you with Jalen Harris? Listen, man, Assad, you are not the general manager. I'm the general manager. I'm I will coach. replace myself with Jalen Harris if he's available. So Jalen, let me know. Shout out to Jay Cole. I would replace me with Jay Cole too. Jay Cole looks like he could definitely hoop. Shooting right. stars. Yeah, it's, well, that's great. That's great um, promo for the CEBL. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. really great, honestly. It's cool. Um, also, like seventy percent of the league is Canadian, mandated, but still, like that's that's cool. Like this is actually gonna be a, a big platform for a lot of other athletes. Well, I heard the, the tickets like sold out now because because yeah, of because of the buzz. So that's amazing. I, I think this is really cool. You know what I want to see? Salute to J Cole. I want to see what kind of buzz there was if CBL announced that Will Lou was signing. There will be no buzz. With the Hamilton man. team. No, respect the athletes, please. Um, I respect the athletes. I do. What, what but is, I respect. Your what club. am I doing to train for the three on three tournament next year? Um, You're training with me. I'm honestly, I'm improving as a shooter, man. I, I'm just going to say this. I go to the park nowadays. Before, I was like, I want to shoot alone because, like, I don't want anyone to see me be trash. Now, I'm like, I'll confidently shoot around other people. Like, I can, yeah. make, I can make shots. No, that's the key. We, we were playing full court three on three last game. You know, I, I had, like, we we're up to, playing up yeah. to 11s. I had, like, five points. No, I Our see team a, lost, but still. I see a five lot of, points is five points. I see a lot of potential in you, man. I want to see you grow. Yeah, okay. No, I want to see you grow. I really do. Okay, all right. Yeah, you know, really I, I know you're already calling Pascal old, but uh, me turning 30 this year, I know there's a lot of potential here, you know? You call Chris Boucher old, so I'm like, okay. No, I didn't. I just said he wasn't, one of the, he wasn't one of the young guys who could pop. Like, but you got to keep that same energy with Pascal and Fred then. Okay. They're all in the same age range. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair. Anyways. What a show today. Yeah, great show. Yeah, what was your favorite question? Um, All of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, recall one By question. By the way, man. if I could be a pro athlete, yeah, what are you doing? I would be a golfer. Ah, uh, you know what? That's a good one. That's actually more relaxing than baseball. You don't got to talk to anybody, you know? Like, you don't got to rely on anybody. Like, it's all on you. What about the caddy? Can I be your caddy? Yeah, you can be my caddy. Okay. No, my dad would be my... Actually, I would be my dad's caddy. Okay, we've come full circle Everyone, this, so have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful weekend. Go play golf and go play baseball. Uh, you know, thanks everyone for listening. You've been listening... To the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. But please rate and review our show. Thanks to my producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Tristan filling in for Derek Bandeo and Jennifer Wong will be helping us behind the scenes with the YouTube stream. And we'll talk to you next week.